0: welcome you today to the maiden voyage of yes you uh welcome and thank you for being some of the first guests to view us on this journey that we're getting started it'll be sponsored by myself but we'll also have other presenters and people on that are being interviewed that kind of feed into the concept of what this podcast is all about So since this is our maiden voyage, as I said, I wanna kind of give you an idea of what Yes You is about and uh, then move on to what we wanna talk about on today's topic. I am in this podcast and in the podcast to come, we'll be talking about, uh, talking really to people that are already regenerated in their minds. I'm not the place if you're looking for somebody that's gonna beat you down and tell you what you're not and the woe is me kind of uh, make you feel bad and tear you down so I can build you back up. uh, That's not the idea of what Yes You is about. Yes You, just like it says, is really about you. First and foremost, I wanna inspire you to do something great because there's greatness in you and that greatness isn't there just for nothing. It's designed for you to go forth and make an impact on the world. Uh, whether that world is in your house with your family, that, whether that world is uh, in your community, whether that world is on your job or wherever your world encompasses, you can do something great in your world. Secondly, I want to always inspire you to know that you are enough. You are enough just the way you are. And we can always do some things to enhance ourselves. as far as, I mean, the same concept of what we do with our makeup, ladies, uh, or men, what you do with your cologne when you put it on and go get groomed. Uh, It's an enhancement to what's already there, but you're not trying to change who you are to be somebody else because you, the way you are, you are enough. So again, this is for minds that are already regenerated. Uh, And the idea that we're going to speak more life, speak more encouragement, speak more positivity, speak more empowerment into you and into your world. That's the very design of Yes You. So as I uh, wanna do, I wanna kind of do some housekeeping here. Um, I want to encourage you to know that although this is God-centered, Uh, Yes, you is going to deal with universal spiritual themes. Uh, Again, it's God-centered, but we're designed to deal with universal spiritual themes. And the idea there is that we're going to create broader universal experiences. Again, by dealing with broader universal spiritual themes it allows us to have broader universal experiences hopefully together because that's the whole idea involved here we're not trying to continue the state of separation and division uh that so many isms and schisms have currently created and dominated in our world existence but it's time to make a paradigm shift and make a change Well, for that to happen, we're going to have to increase our universal experiences together, make it broader and more welcoming uh, to all people. So that is the premise by which you're always going to experience Yes You. It is, again, God-centered. That's all I know. But at the same time, the thing that I know about God is that God is not in this little bitty space right here. God is bigger than anything and everything that we could begin to imagine. So, yes, you is going to allow you that opportunity to really spread your wings and uh, broaden yourself, broaden your mind, broaden your experiences, broaden your concepts, uh, because wherever you've got God in the box, God is bigger than the box. And as I always like to say, God made the box, so he surely is not in it. I also want you to, uh, we wanna grow what we're doing here. So I want you to subscribe to our channel here uh, under energy and then look for the yes you. Uh, Go ahead and ring that uh, bell as well so you can get notifications and know whenever we've got new content out there. Again, it will not only be myself, but it will also be Um, individuals that have the like-mindedness that we share in concept uh, to help build you up and to help build others up so we want you to subscribe and click that bell for notifications and then we would love it if you would just share 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 it with everybody that you can think of that can uh i often talk about people that make your babies leap um from the biblical reference of when elizabeth and mary encountered one another uh, when Mary was pregnant with the baby Jesus, uh, as the story goes, that the baby leaped uh, at the point of that salutation and they're coming together because they knew that they were carrying and about to birth something, both of them, that was about to change the very world in which they lived in. And so I'm always looking and, and experiencing people that make my baby leap and that's what i'm always about is finding those people that do that so i want to encourage you if you know some people that uh also they make your baby leap by all means share this with them and hopefully we're going to all leap together in this process so again we ask that you just share 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 as much as you can the idea here even though we may cover all types of topics we may have people from all different backgrounds and all different walks of life the idea here is not uh, for the purpose of having arguments and uh, having people that want to. Now, I, I I am very much open to broadening my horizons and my thoughts uh, by listening and hearing diverse concepts and ideas. But again, the idea here is not for a place of debate so we can argue and and see and try to prove who's right and who's wrong. I'm hoping that our experiences as we go farther in the world will be such that we begin to understand. I don't have to agree with you hundred percent for us to walk together. I put it in this context. We don't have to see eye to eye to walk hand in hand. And I hope that yes, you will be one of those things that will help to broaden that walk hand in hand experience. All of that being said, and as I begin to talk to the regenerated minds today, I want to deal with the concept at the very onset. Again, we are always saying and encouraging the concept that you, just the way you are, is enough. So I want to start today with the very basic concept and principle idea that I am exactly the way God created me. I am exactly the way God created me. With that thought in mind, I go back again to the Bible and uh, I I may reference the Bible here and there, but it's not meant to be a a biblical teaching. Uh, But in this reference, I go back to the idea that when God created mankind, uh, the heavens, all the heavens had to say was that it was good and that it was very good. So with that in mind and again we're talking to regenerated minds. You already know that God created you and when God created you, he looked at you and said, "Hey, that's some good stuff I just made right there." Uh that being said, I want to go and and plant and really anchor in your mind, "I am. I exist right now the very way that God created me to be." I'm going to say that again i am and i exist right now the very way that god created me to be because one of the things that we are constantly constantly battling is that i've got to be better i've got to be better than uh, and unfortunately that better than means that i'm comparing myself to something external to myself and that already sets me up for a downfall because being better than someone else has never been the intent of creation. All that creation has to do is be what it was created to be and the rest just falls in line. And that's where I want to encourage the universe, everybody, go back to that place of just being, I am exactly what God created me to be no more, no less. Don't try to make me be more. Don't try to make me be less. I'm exactly what he had in mind when he thought of me, when he created me and the very thought of me from the foundation of the world. He looked at it and said, "Mm, sheer perfection. I can't improve on that version of Regina anymore. So now let there be life. And so when I go back to that very basic principle, I can begin to breathe a sigh of relief that I no longer have to continue to try to be something better than I am. Again, I'm going back to my analogy that I spoke earlier. Yes, I may put on some makeup. I may put on this or that or the other to enhance the beauty of who I already am to the beauty that I already have, but I also have the understanding that if I do, just like a lot of people are doing in the Take It Off Makeup Challenge, take all the makeup off, everything off, and if you're not comfortable with yourself just as you are, men, if you're not comfortable with yourself just the way you are without whatever enhancements uh, that people look to and reach out for to try to make themselves look better, be better, whatever that case may be, if you're not comfortable with the stripped down version of yourself then i need you to come back to this basic central square of thought i am what god created me to be and what he created me to be was perfection in and of itself without additional enhancements so i want you to uh begin to look at life how did we start from the very beginning Sometimes even our parents started in their parenting to try to make us better than someone else. Rather than the idea that I love you just the way that you are, we start looking at the Joneses, if you will. And unfortunately, our parents got caught in that trap and their whole uh, impetus was to always make us be better than. So we come out of the womb and immediately by the clothes that they put us in, or unfortunately for some, the clothes that they're not able to put us in. That begins to sculpt and define who we are and who we think we are. So for those that, were the haves. Oh, I feel real good about myself, but the good that I feel about myself is really dictated to me by what I have on, what I can wear, the things that uh, I can go out and look fashionably. Do I, as a six-month-old baby, have $300 Nikes on my feet? Or was my mom, unfortunately, one of those that couldn't get the $600 Nikes and uh, maybe I was in the, in the knockoffs? And Mind you, at six months old, you don't know anything about that. But at six months old, your spirit that's in you, the spirit is fully mature. Let me deal with that concept. Your spirit is fully mature. The, the the spirit of a baby is fully mature. That's why we have to pay attention to what we say to our babies, because even though they may be a baby in their body, their spirit is fully mature. So that fully mature spirit in that six month old baby begins to identify I'm less than because I don't have the $600. My environment is letting me know, oh my God, people are laughing when they look at me. So I must be in the knockoffs or God forbid, I don't even have shoes. So we start going through all of those different developmental phases of life in not being comfortable with the idea I am exactly what God created me to be. And all of a sudden we start trying to perform and be so that we can come up to par in the more than kind of world. So then, oh my God. So then I come out and I've got to be the best at everything. And so uh, how many of our overachievers that are not comfortable with that very concept I am exactly what God created me to be. I don't have to strive continuously, feverishly, and to a place of fatigue, of always trying to be more than because I wanna make mom and dad or whoever proud. Uh, Or even within that internal, if you begin to internalize that thing and take that energy into yourself, then you begin to find yourself becoming the overachiever. I've got to try and do this and I've got to try to do that. So I've got to make not just an A, but I've got to make an A plus. And if an A plus plus is possible, I got to get the A plus plus because people are looking at me. People have an expectation of me. I've got to perform. I've got to perform because I am not able to be at ease with the reality that I am exactly what God created me to be. I am exactly who God wanted me to be. Well, for some, unfortunately, the flip side of that thing kicks in. And after we begin to look around and already feel defeated in our efforts, then we become the underachievers. We begin to undersee I am in greatness, with greatness, with power, with perfection. I am exactly what God created me to be. I am. And again, I'm talking to the regenerated mind. I am I need to talk to you because so many times even in the things that we hear we steal with people who mean well in their intention they continue to tell us who we are not they continue to tell us what we are not they continue to tell us what we cannot do they continue to tell us all of the negativity and then expect to get a positive result from teaching us in a state of negativity I look at those that now have taken that less than, that low self-esteem, that low condescending idea of yourself, of your energy, and you've not expected anything at all from yourself because why should I try when I don't even have the ability to measure up? You know, I'm tired of people saying, pull yourself up by the bootstraps when I don't have boots. And that's no situation of my own. I came and was born and birthed into a situation That was beyond my control, but yet and still you're asking me to perform and pull myself up with bootstraps that mom and dad could not even provide for me. And now because I'm in that level of existence, that seems to be the place that my life was relegated to. Then all of a sudden I have all of these low self esteem issues that I'm dealing with and I cannot deal with the truth of the reality I am exactly who God created me to be. And that again is with perfection. Everything that God does is in completeness. Everything that God does is in wholeness. Everything that God does is in the fullness of whatever it is he wants to accomplish. What we begin to find is as you experience and learn more things about yourself, as you begin, oh, I didn't know that was in me. Then another experience comes up and you get to learn yourself in another place and, oh, Ooh, I didn't know that was in me. And by the time you get finished, you begin to learn and and, and find out all of these things that were in you from the very beginning. I tell people all the time, listen, females, when you came into this world, you had all of the eggs that you were gonna have. They were in you. You just had to mature and develop to a place where uh, you could allow that egg to come forth and produce what it was intended to do. But that egg was in you from the time that sperm hit and you began to create and become a living soul. Everything that you needed, everything in your dna was there everything in what was going to be created in who you are it was there men likewise it was there everything that was ever intended to be you and who you are it was there from the beginning matter of fact can i back up it was there when god thought of you when you became a thought in god's mind the fullness of you was there and so as i begin to come back And realize in my existence in my living I can rest and stop all the struggle externally trying to find this and trying to find that that's really not what my existence is about my existence is about going internal and finding this and finding that and the discovery of myself and listen I'm telling you when you begin to really discover yourself when you You really discover who you are and what you have. You talk about liberation theology. That's when you become a living soul. That's when you begin to find the God in you, the God breath in you, the spirit, the pneuma, the life in you. That's when you begin to realize all that you are. And are you talking about this person and that person? No, I'm talking about you. Yes, you, I'm talking to you. It is in you. God is in you. The greatness is in you. The goodness is in you. The glory is in you. The genius is in you. All we need to do is to begin to look inward and start tapping into what God created me to be. I can have laughter. I can have joy. I can have peace when I begin to realize I am exactly what God created me to be why am i trying to create something as if i can create something better than what he already did the creation of i am what god created me to be i promise you it's a masterpiece it is an absolute masterpiece you are a masterpiece yes you, you are a masterpiece. You are all of that and then some. So as we come into these different places of, 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 of beginning maybe to unlearn some of our behaviors, uh huh. because even for me, I was uh, too black. God created me to be who I am. I was too skinny. God created me to be who I am. I was by so many people's standards too ugly. I am created to be who God made me to be. So I had to unlearn a whole lot of things and I'm not even going to begin. Yes, children are impressionable. So some things as a child, it was, uh, Uh, I absorbed it, if you will, even by osmosis. I began to absorb things that were really not even me. And I began to take on stuff that was really not even me. Uh, I wrote a poem and in that poem, I said, yes, I became to be a, a conglomerate disorganization that was created by uh, people. And then, uh, again, compounded by me believing the lies, my, by me believing the untruths, by me believing the madness. And then I just compounded that thing and made it worse. So I begin to take on all of these ideas. So even in my concepts, I begin to, as I begin to learn me, I begin to realize, um, The fact that I was teased as a child and would not put on a pair of boots because my boots flapped because my legs were so skinny and people would say, oh, look at them toothpicks. Look at them toothpicks. (laughs) Look at them toothpicks. And I was so embarrassed when I would wear my boots out because I had to deal with the laughing and be the brunt of people's laughter about my toothpicks coming up out of my boots. Now, as I've come into a place of understanding, I am exactly who God created me to be. I can put on some boots and I can strut those boots with all confidence, with all peace, with all uh, 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 satisfaction with my body form. And that is a big challenge to just be completely satisfied and happy with my body form. Again, God made me to be who he created me to be. Some of us are now coming into a place where we're having to adjust our body form because in the, the, the wake of dealing with people laughing at us, talking about us, insecurities, or whatever the case may have been, we may have become emotional eaters. We may have whatever, uh, you know, fill in the blank with whatever it is that created our body form to be something other than what God created it to be, or vice versa. And, and at, at the same time, there are some of us, we didn't do any of that. And our bodies just turned out to be the way that they were. And at the end of the day, whether it's genetics, whether it's the, uh, the, the way that my body metabolism metabolizes itself or does not, I am just who God created me to be. And if I can find my place of peace, if I can find my place of comfort with myself, and that's the key to life. When you really begin, yes, you begin to find that place of comfort in your existence, that's when you begin to thrive. That's when you begin to see success. And listen, success is not measured by materialistic things because there are a lot of people that have materialistic success, that have materialistic possessions, and at the end of the day, they are not happy with the concept, I am exactly who God created me to be. And consequently, what does that create? It's almost like a rat on a wheel in a cage you're constantly running you're constantly looking for this you're constantly looking for that and looking to this looking to another person looking to whatever it is external from yourself why because you are not able to sit squarely in your truth and reality i am exactly what god created me to be until you come into that place and that really is beloved that's success It's not whether or not I had a million people that knew my name. It wasn't about the fame game, it is not. There are a lot of people that are famous that would like to go back to being obscure, I promise you. They're tired of the fame and would like to reverse that curse if they could. But it becomes a curse when you are not comfortable with being who you are. Because whether you have millions that know your name, 10 people that know your name or nobody that knows your name. You have got to know your name. You have got to know who you are. You have got to know what you're about. You have got to, yes, you have got to be the one that defines whether or not you're happy with that or not. And I promise you, it's completely internal. It is not external. So I want you to come to that place where, Just like me, yeah, I can strut my boots. Just like me, I can, whatever it is I want to wear, I don't have to be afraid of certain colors because somebody told me, your complexion is too black to be wearing that. I know you didn't come out in some yellow. I just know you didn't. Well, listen, if I decide I wanna wear canary yellow, I can wear canary yellow. If I decide I wanna wear whatever color I wanna put on my skin, I am completely happy because I'm pleased to know I am exactly who God created me to be. And with that, there's no limitation. With that, there's no restriction. The only restrictions that you have are the restrictions that you put on yourself. The only limitations that you have are the limitations that you put on yourself because you are in sheer essence, the essence of God when he thought of you and said, this is who I want you to be. Again, I am who God created me to be i am then as such the very essence of god again my existence my persona my person my being i am the essence of god and so i don't have to force the issue i can relax i don't have to and 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 i'm gonna bring this up i i am a musician I love music. Everything about our family has always been musically inclined. Our whole family is musically inclined. My mama says, I don't play all the instruments. All I do is play the tambourine. But baby, she played the tambourine. She could play it on her elbow. She could play it on her knees. She could play it wherever she wanted to play that tambourine. She could play that tambourine on her whole body. So, uh, you know, that was a beautiful thing. But our whole family is musically inclined. And this is one thing that I begin to, uh, uh uh learn i naturally could pick up an instrument and be fairly proficient at it but there came a point in time, I, I, I my, my passion as a baby was drums. I had a hero, his name was J.D. Sloan. Uh, J.D. Sloan was the, and is one of the baddest percussionists you ever want to see that's ever walked the face of the earth. And that was my hero. I would sit and I would watch every move he made. I would listen to him on recordings and whatever lick he did at the time, I got my catalogs. I had a catalog. I had a J.C. JCPenney catalog. I had a Spiegel catalog. I'm naming out catalogs don't even exist anymore. Folks are like, who is that? I never, what, what, what? I had a catalog for everybody. I had a Lane Bryant catalog, and then I had some hangers that I put up on the chairs, and those were my symbols, and I had pencils or pens, whichever I could put my hands on, and those were my drumsticks, and I would put on that record. Y'all don't even know what vinyl is. I would put on that big old 78 record, not the 45, but they did have a 45, but I put on that big old 78 record I'd go over to that console that looked like a piece of furniture. I'd open up the lid of the record player. I'd put that piece of vinyl down on that a uh, uh, turntable, cue it up, and then I'd sit down all day and play to my heart's content because I wanted to play like J.D. Sloan. And so I, I, I became fairly proficient as a drummer. But as time would come along, I eventually experienced a scenario where all of the musicians at our church ministry, they went off to college, me being one of the younger ones out of that group. And lo and behold, all the all the music from the church was gone and there was nothing left there but me on those drums well y'all know uh drums are okay but in the church that i came from we were a singing and a shouting church you need some music so i eventually got up my little nerve and i started sitting on uh we had an organ a little spinning organ uh i i would get on that organ and i would sit down and uh they dealt with me in my folly until I learned to pretty much get a service through. Uh, I came up with my own style of playing because um I, I, I had to stay in a key. And I was in a church where, listen, they didn't just sing in a key. They sang in all 12 of them. So I, I created a system whereby I could get a service through with my little limited skills um, by using my little system of playing. And it gave us enough that we could get a service through. Well, some of the keys I began to learn, oh man, that's an easy key. I can play in that key. But then whenever we would get to a, a little more, what we call a off key, don't sing in A, don't sing in B natural, you know, don't, don't jump up in some F sharp, please don't do it, please don't do it, please, please, you know, please, please, man, please, as a matter of fact, for me, don't jump off in G, and I, I ain't really crazy about F, but if you go there, all right, because y'all know the Pentecostal, they really like F and G, so they gonna go there, and, ah! they're going in, but that wasn't really my comfort zone. So uh, thank God I was at a church where I could, what we call, put them in a key. Now, unfortunately, you musicians know what I'm talking about. Unfortunately, some of y'all play at churches where they you can't put them in a key. You go to another key, they're not going to move with you. So what's going to end up happening, you got the music in F, uh, you got one musician in G, and they singing in A, G, F sharp, and every other key on the board. Well, I was blessed to have a congregation that they could sing in my key, whatever key. As a matter of fact, it got to the point (laughs) to avoid their frustration. They'd look at me and say, baby sis, put us in a key. (laughs) Meaning don't even let us start and then have you try to put us in another key. You start a key and we'll go where you are. Thank God. But as it would be, that was cool for my little country town that I called and and, and grew up in White Cloud. I love that place. Love it to this day. White Cloud really was huge in making me who I am right this minute. But what happened was as I grew and as I matured, my musical experience went outside of White Cloud. And then it was, uh uh-oh. Now, let my musical experience out white outside of white cloud be on the drums. Hey, I, hey, hey, hey! I put some moves on you. I put some moves on you. When everybody else was doing that, boom, 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 I had some syncopation and some other stuff up in there. And 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 then as a female drummer on top of that, you know that that wasn't looked at too favorably by many, many, many people. And God forbid, uh, I I was raised where we couldn't wear pants, and so you know I'm sitting there with my legs. All gapped and folk looking, talking my child. I can see up your dress. Well, close your eyes. But anyway, I had all of that to contend with on the drums. I'm feeling comfortable. But then, when it became necessary, necessary for me outside of my comfort zone to get on the keys. Cause you know, we do one of those, don't worry about, okay, if the choir's used to playing with or singing with you, when you go where there's some better musicians, you get off the organ and let the better musician play. No, we were taught if you rehearsed with them, you play with them. Oh, Lord Jesus. So now we've come to a whole nother season of existence because you want me with my limited playing self. And again, because I'm not comfortable with who I am, that I am who God made me to be. I am that person that even in the keys that I'm comfortable and confident in, when I sit down next to what I consider to be a better than, you know, that's why we started talking about the better than experience. When I feel my energy goes back and digresses back into that better than experience of living, I'm sitting there looking at E flat, which is my key, and I'm like, uh, duh, 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 I, 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 duh, what key is it? What, duh, where do I go? I am absolutely close. C, D, E, up, uh, I have no. I'm talking about a key I can play in. Why? Because suddenly, not because I don't know that key and not because I don't even know this song, but again, I have slipped out of I am who God created me to be, and I have moved into the less than energy of trying to be more than or feeling that I'm not enough. And so, yes, can can again, can I enhance? Can I practice? Can I rehearse? Absolutely. But the reality of it is when I lose consciousness, even to what I already know, how to do that is an indicator of something greater than i need to practice that is a spirit of intimidation that i allow to creep on me that reduces my energy down to less than i'm gonna say that I have now moved into a spirit or a realm or a level of energy of intimidation that reduces my energy from the reality. I am what God created me to be. What God created me to be is comfortable in E flat. Then why am I looking at E flat like I have never seen a keyboard in my whole entire life's existence, because I just slipped out of my energy of power and moved outside of who God created me to be. And I've now started judging and feeling and sensing negative less than energy based on somebody's else's experience and ability that's external to myself that my mind and my emotions are telling me you have now stepped in stepped into the realm of less than that's all it is that's all it is because there's no other reason why I should be looking at that keyboard as many times as I've played. And, 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 and listen, we were raised whenever you go out in public, you put your best foot forward. You don't go out and rehearse on the crowd. (laughs) That's not your time to rehearse. That's not your time to pick something that you don't really know solidly and feel comfortable. Whenever you go out in the crowd, you put your best foot forward. So I already know when I'm coming out here, I'm putting my best foot forward and we've already selected the song that I'm already solid and strong in. Why am I tripping out? Because if I'm not careful, I will allow myself to slip into a space outside of my square that I am exactly who God created me to be. I don't need to measure myself by anybody else's measuring stick. I don't need to measure myself by anybody else's ability. I am successful when I continue and continuously do me. It's the God in me. Get on that organ and play with the God in me. Put on my boots and wear them with the God in me. Put on whatever color of clothing with the God in me. Stop trying to perform for the people and plainly and simply display the God in me because it's fabulous, because it's fantabulous, because it's spectacular, because it's awesome, because it is exactly the masterpiece that God created it to be. And I don't have to do any more, because guess what? I can't do any better on me than what God made me to be. Oh yeah, I can embellish, I can enhance with some makeup here and some whatever there, but that does not change the core of who or what I am. And I don't have to change. And this is the beauty of it. I surely don't have to change it for you. Hello. I do not have to change who I am to make you happy. And if you are constantly still, as you've come into this regenerated mind, struggling with the expectations of people, and trying to be and do and maneuver and be manipulated by people that dictate to you. Oh yeah, and they'll give you ultimatums. Either you do this or can't help you, can't help you. Because that's not the way love works. And so if you're in my world, if you're in my space, if you're about Regina, as much as Regina's about you, I'm about you. I'm about loving you just the way you are. This is a judgment-free zone. This is a judgment-free zone. I'm not going to judge you. You are exactly who God created you to be. We can go along on the journey together. We can experience and enjoy each other with the respectful understanding that I am exactly who God created me to be, you are exactly who God created you to be, and neither one of us should impose on the other the demand to change that. Am I talking to anybody? That is my thought for today. That is my thought for our maiden voyage here on Yes You. That is hopefully something that can help you to continue in your journey with the regenerated mind. Listen, stop hanging out with people that don't make your baby leap. Stop hanging, and you know what? I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave that to you. You, you listen to your inner self as to where you need to be and with whom. I'm not even gonna make that, uh, a statement or declaration. Go inward and listen to your inner self. Go inward and listen to the God in you, and let the God in you identify. But I promise to you, how do I know? How do I know? I promise to you, when you get in the right places with the right times and the right people in the right scenarios, your baby will leap. How do I know what that is? I promise you when it leaps, you will know it. (laughs) You will know it. When that baby leaps, you will know it. When you hear it, when you smell it, when it speaks to any of your senses. And people talk about, oh, get out of your feelings. Get out of your senses. Listen, your feelings and your senses are helping you to identify yes and no. Get in your feelings. (laughs) Get in your feelings. Stop disconnecting from who you are because God gave you those senses and feelings so that you could identify when your baby is leaping. It's there to help you identify when you're in the presence of your baby. Turn those spidey senses on. Stop turning them off. Yes, you. I don't care how the Bible, according to some people's interpretation and preaching and teaching has told you to, listen, don't do it. Turn those spidey senses on. We call it discernment. That's discerning energy. That energy has the ability to pick up what's on. That energy has the ability to pick up what is off. Get in your energy. Let it work for you. Let it help you come out of the stress and worry of trying to figure stuff out. If you just turn it on. Somebody said, you know, oh, God was speaking. God is always speaking. God is always speaking. Even in his silence, he's speaking. The thing is to turn on your ear to hear what he's saying. And and, and even there, if you will, for those that can go here with me, I'm not even going to give it gender. God, as a spirit, turn your ear on to hear what God is saying. Turn your ear on. Get your miracle ear on. To hear what God is saying. So I am exactly what God created me to be. That's awesome. That's powerful. That's liberty. That's liberation from bondage. Be happy. Be complete. Be whole be unbroken, be all of that in a bag of chips. Now in these last 10 minutes, I wanna shift gears and uh, I'ma do a little segment uh, that I call random. And I encourage you to uh, write in, text me, uh, email me, whatever way you can get to me, uh random because i'm a person that can be very random a lot of my creativity i get the inspiration from things that are random and uh random things can start very randomly and as i think on them and as i uh uh, give it consideration it can grow and really produce something and then other times it's just for my own personal amusement it doesn't produce a thing other than the fact that it was random today is probably going to be one of those it doesn't produce a thing but it was random so my random thought today as i stood brushing my teeth i thought to myself isn't it interesting that i always start brushing the same side of my teeth first every day oh. <laughs> every time i do it if i do it two three times a day every time i always and i had to think about that and i was like why do I, I was just standing in the mirror and i don't know why we feel like we have to look at ourselves in the mirror when we brush our teeth but you know you know how we do and then the other thing random why do we have to run the water? Why, do, does the water have to run for us to be able to brush the teeth? I don't know. It's some kind of combination there. It has to be uh, that association. I got I to gotta hear the water running for me to brush my teeth right. So I, and I, I happen to have an a, electric uh, toothbrush, so, but it doesn't matter electric or not. When I get that toothbrush in my hand and I go through the same ritual all the time. Now I'm left-handed. But being left-handed, many of the lefties out there know they tried to switch us over when we got, they did not accept the fact that we were just what God created us to be. So they tried to recreate us. No, you don't do your left hand, you do your right. So what happened in that is that my left hand is dominant uh, for writing and things like that. But when it comes to doing certain functions and activity type things, I do that, some of those with my right hand. Well, brushing my teeth happens to be one of those things that I do with my right hand and so I'm standing there, and so I'm looking, and I I, I, I put on my, now mind you, I got to put the toothpaste, toothpaste on with my left hand, because that's the only hand that can maneuver it, but I put it on the toothbrush in my right hand, and then I lift my my toothbrush to my teeth, and automatically go for that left hand, left side of my head, to start brushing my teeth, and I thought, hmm, random thought, why is it and what is the psychology behind why I always go to the left side of my head first and start brushing my teeth? Now that, mm, I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, if somebody out there figures it out, yes, you, you, and even you, if you figure it out, you let me know. Cause that's my random thought for the day. Why do I always faithfully and religiously start brushing my teeth from the left side and work over to the right side? might be some psychology there. Somebody that's got some uh, psychological training and the understanding into the mind and how the mind works. And maybe it's just the logistics that I'm using my right hand. Uh, but I know a lot of people right-handed and start with their right side. So I don't know. That's my random thought for today. It's the thing that made me stand in the mirror this morning and saying, hmm, why do I have to watch myself brush? Like I'm going to find the spot that I missed and see it in the mirror and then go get that spot. Hmm, why do I have to have the water running? And hmm, why, oh, why do I always start, and and, and not in the front, I always start way in the back and come to the front. (laughs) Hmm, did they teach us to do it that way when they were teaching hygiene in elementary school? I don't know, I don't know what happened. But whatever it was, it stuck. Because I do it every single time. That's random appreciate you for joining me today for yes, you, I love you. I appreciate you. I really want you to stand in this truth. I am exactly what God created me to be. And I want you to live that thing to its fullest. Be blessed. Peace for your journey.